have the privilege to bring us God's word this morning. And um, let's just take a short word of prayer. Father, we thank you um, for the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you that causes the eyes of our understanding to be enlightened and to cause us to know the hope of your calling the more. Thank you, Father, for clarity of thought. And thank you, Father, because there's precision. And that which you want us to know is clearly evident in the teaching in Jesus' name. Um, this morning, I would like to share a message I want to title, The Harvest is Here. The Harvest is Here. Um, can we all turn in our Bibles to Genesis chapter 8? Genesis chapter 8, and I'm going to read the last verse. Verse 22, I read, It is while the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest and cold and heat and summer and winter and day and night shall not cease. It is while the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest and cold and heat and summer and winter and day and night shall not cease. Shall we also turn in our Bibles to the book of Psalms? Psalms 126, very popular uh, portion of the scriptures. We're going to be reading um, from verses 1 all the way to 6. It says, When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, who are like them that dream, then our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. Then said they among the heathen, the Lord had done great things for them. The Lord had done great things for us, whereof we are glad. Turn again our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth and weepeth Bearing precious seed shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. Glory to God. I'd like to read this from another translation. And my preferred translation this morning is the Passion Translation. I'd like to read, It was like a dream come true when you freed us from our bondage and brought us back to Zion. We laughed and laughed and overflowed with gladness. We were left shouting for joy and singing your praise. All the nations saw it and joined in, saying, the Lord has done great miracles for them. Yes, he did great miracles and we are overjoyed. Now, Lord, do it again, restore us to our former glory. May streams of your refreshing flow over us until our dry hearts are drenched again. Those who sow their tears as seeds will reap a harvest with joyful shouts of glee. They may weep as they go out carrying their seeds to sow, but they will return with joyful laughter and shouting with gladness. 
as they bring back armloads of blessing and a harvest overflowing. I, I reiterate the title again, The Harvest is Here. The Harvest is Here. You see, um, Genesis chapter 8 and verse 22 uh, makes us see something that is a fact of life and a fact of the laws of spirituality and the laws of nature. It says, as long as the earth remains, that seed, time, and harvest shall not cease. Glory to his name. That means there's, there will always be a time for seed sowing. And that time is the time when you either sow your physical seeds or, or you put an impute into something. And there will always be a time when there will be an output, which in this case is referred to as the harvest. So uh, there's always a seed, there's always time in between it, and there will always be harvest. You know, the, the, the word that was used in the, in the Hebrew to describe harvest is a word that gives a sense of, of reaping, of, of crop time. Both, both uh, the, 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 the actual thing you are reaping and the season itself is all encapsulated in the harvest. The harvest is both the, 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 very, the very activity of, of, of reaping and it's also uh, what to reap. That's what is encapsulated. That's what is captured together as harvest. So the harvest is both what you what you get as the end product and that time of of taking and taking and receiving the harvest glory to his name or something quite interesting that the bible records in psalms 126 and, and in verse 6 it says it says those who who go out you know in tears you know bearing their seeds it says you, you go out, you are in tears, you are weeping, and you are bearing your precious seeds. It says something about it. It says, doubtless. It says, doubtless shall come again. It says, doubtless shall return with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. Glory to God. You know, th th there, was, there was something, something, uh, specific about what he said he says doubtless that no matter uh, how long that that time in between the the seed was sown the harvest is inevitable the harvest must surely come he says will come shall doubtless return glory to god and 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 interestingly when you talk about seeds you go sowing seeds but he says it will it will come back with sheaves you know, if you don't take a deep dive to understand what it is, sometimes we just assume we understand what these these words mean. But like a, 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 a sheep gives the idea of something that is bound together in a bundle. Glory to God. You know, a kind of wrapping together of some sort. Glory to, to God. You know, and that gives you a picture of an accumulation of, of blessing, like a cumulative cumulative blessing 
glory to his name you know there's never a time you you saw your seeds that the harvest does not surpass it in quantity you saw maybe like five six seeds of corn but by the time you are reaping the harvest you see various hubs of corn with several grains of corn so what does that tell you the harvest is always much more than the seed glory to god he says you doubtless return we you know with bundles you doubtless return with sheaves you know you know rejoicing with your sheaves glory to his name so um there's there's something the bible is getting us to understand and is that you have seed you have time you have harvest and that harvest is always inevitable the harvest is doubtless it will surely happen the harvest will always come the harvest will always come and when the harvest comes it what you get as an output of the seed is far in excess of what was sown. Uh, let's let's turn in our Bibles, but I, I want to read some more scriptures to us, just to try and build a foundation for what I want to share this morning. Let's let's turn in our Bibles to the book of Acts, 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 uh, chapter chapter one, and I want to read from verses. 4 to 8 Acts chapter 1 verses 4 to 8 I read the Bible says here that um, and being assembled together with them commanded and he was talking about Jesus Christ after his uh, resurrection and after he had uh, showed himself to the disciples said and being assembled together with them commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem but wait for the promise of the Father which saith he, ye have heard of me, for John truly baptized with water, for ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost, and many days hence. When they therefore were come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times all the seasons which the Father has put in his power, but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. Glory to his name. It's, it's so interesting. And of course, Jesus here, spoke to his disciples and told them that look i don't want you guys to leave jerusalem until something specific happens to you take note jesus had appeared to the disciples before and in john chapter 20 and verse 22 jesus actually had breath upon them and said receive ye the holy spirit i believe and most bible bible scholars believe that that was when they got born again. That was when the church, in a sense, was, was birthed. That was when, in a, in a sense, the church was born. But despite the fact that these ones had received the Holy Spirit to bring about an internal transformation of their spirits and make them, you know, uh, new creations, he, he knew that 
they couldn't do the spiritual work he knew that they couldn't experience the fullness of all he had in store for them until they had the second so to speak experience of the the outpouring or, or the outpour the infilling of the holy spirit and he said it was important for them to wait and tarry and they obeyed his instructions they tarried in the upper room you know the apostles mary the mother of jesus about 120 of them and the bible records very very instructively in acts chapter 2 and verse 1 we talked about when the day of pentecost had fully come glory to god it says they were in with one accord in one place and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as if of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house that they were sitting and there appeared upon them cloven tongues as of fire and it sat upon each of them and they were all filled with the holy ghost and began to speak with other tongues there was there was an equipping there was an empowering for the supernatural that happened to them there but I want you to take note of what he says. He says, when the day of Pentecost was fully come. Glory to God. You know, a lot of times when we talk about Pentecostal churches, we seem to, you know, make references to Pentecostal church as uh, the church that's, that allows the free demonstration of the Holy Spirit. You know, but if you really want to look at it more accurately, I think it might be better to couch it as a charismatic church because the charismatic church talks about the gifts of the spirit talks about charisma that's what was translated as a gift of the spirit and that talks about the spirituals everything that is encapsulated in the concept of the spirituals as it relates to the holy spirit but i want us to see something you know the pentecost does not imply the holy spirit directly it actually is a, is a Jewish celebration held on the 50th day after the Passover Sabbath. Usually held, you see that word pen, penti, pent. Pent usually gives a sense of 5, 50, that kind of thing. So it's, 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 it's actually a Jewish celebration held on the 50th day after the Passover Sabbath. And they call that celebration the Feast of Harvest the feast of harvest glory to god so you find out that the pentecost that word pentecost is really really about harvests it's the celebration of harvests glory to god it talks more about harvest however you will just find out that why did the holy ghost decide to come on that day isn't it isn't it instructive of all of the days that the holy ghost could have come the holy ghost decided to come on the day of pentecost and i think it is symbolic i believe it is symbolic there's a reason why the holy ghost decided to come on that day it is symbolic you see that there's a strong connection between the outpour or the outpouring of the spirit and the celebration of harvests <laughs> glory to god there's there's a strong connection between the outpour or the outpouring of the spirit and celebration of harvests and of course, you can't be talking about celebrating harvest if you don't have harvest to celebrate. It means that you must have had harvest. That's why you're celebrating the harvest. Glory to his name. You see, there is you 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 notice that on that day that on the day of Pentecost, when when the Holy Ghost came, what did we see in manifestation? We saw great harvest of souls. 
3,000 people in one day got born again, in one full school, in just one day. Glory to God. There were harvests of, of the supernatural. There was harvest of miracles. There was harvest of supernatural revelation. Glory to God. There is there's an association. There is a strong connection between, between the outpour of the Spirit of God and the manifestation of harvest and the prevalence and the preponderance of harvest. Glory to his name. And that's what I believe the Bible seems to have echoed prophetically in, in the book of in the book of Psalms, the one that we read. Let's go back there, Psalms, Psalms 126. I want us to, to take a critical look at it. Let's see, let's see some, some truths that the Bible lays out in Psalm 126. It, it, it talks about us, you know, having to do certain things that that are akin to what is associated with the Holy Ghost. You know, note that anytime you talk about the Holy Ghost, you mention joy. You mention the concept of joy. The Bible says that uh, they rejoice with joy unspeakable, full of glory. Talking about the Holy Ghost, there's you saw that when there was the outpour, when there was the the the, the corporate outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon the church, we saw great demonstrations of laughter, rejoicing, dancing, and rejoicing and singing. The, 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 there was there was there was there was a move of the Holy Ghost that was that was evidenced by rejoicing and dancing and and all that we saw and the, and 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 things that look like drunkenness the drunk being drunk in the Holy Ghost glory to his name so so you see that that God is interested in in us having uh, supernatural experiences God is interested in us. God is interested in us living a supernatural life. God is interested in us, you know, having the experience of the supernatural that brings consequently a continuous dimension of harvests in our lives. Glory to God. Hallelujah to Jesus. You see, Jesus knew that we couldn't do supernatural things without the help of the, of the empowering of the Holy Ghost. And he wanted us to live a supernatural life. But you see, that supernatural life, the, the, the consequence of that supernatural life is that we'll be empowered for continuous harvests. Glory to God. The consequence of that supernatural life is that we're meant to experience continuous harvest. Note, the Holy Ghost came on the day of Pentecost, the day when harvests were being celebrated. Let's go back to that Psalms 126. I want us to, to glean a, a few things from what the Bible says. It says here that they that sow in tears shall reap in joy. It says you sow in tears, but you reap in joy. You, 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 you cannot reap except there is joy. Joy is, is the fundamental instrument that is, is the tool of the scriptures that you use in reaping. Glory to God. He says, He that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed, he says, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing. It is with rejoicing that you bring in your sheaves. Glory to God. You bring in your sheaves with rejoicing. The Bible says, With joy will you draw water from the wells of salvation. 
So we see that there's a nexus between joy and harvest. There's also a nexus between joy and the Holy Ghost. You cannot talk about the Holy Ghost without talking about joy. You know, the Bible says the kingdom is about righteousness, uh, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Glory to God. And he says that that harvests, there's, you know, anytime somebody is, 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 is getting his salary, anytime somebody is going to reap from his farm, there's something always associated with his joy. You cannot divorce harvests and joy and rejoice. That's why it says to us, it says you shall doubtless return with 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 your sheaves with joy and with your sheaves glory to his name you see there's no there's no doubt in my mind that there's always a need to focus on seeds right because seeds produce your harvest but I, I find out that sometimes the, the focus of, of folks tend to be much more on the seeds, much more than it should be, when really the focus should be more on the harvest. Glory to God. So everybody is saying, okay, so um, what, what should I do? I'm talking about seeds now. Or what do I need to do? What do I need to contribute? What 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 am i bringing to the table what is my contribution what is my part in in all of this and there's so much of a focus on the seed 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 they are thinking okay maybe it's about the work i have i have to do i have not prayed enough what prayer seed should i contribute but i i i want us to see something that the bible gets us to see it's important not to focus just on the seed but focus on the harvest. Focus on the harvest. Glory to God. Some people even focus on the time. You know, they say, ah, I've sowed this seed, though. And man, it's been one month, it's been two months, it's been three years. I've not yet seen the harvest. Man, folks, we're, we're getting it all wrong. You are not supposed to focus that much on the seed. Then are you supposed to focus on the time in between. Your focus and your expectation must be centered around the harvest. Glory to God. And guess what? Do you know that the Lord Jesus Christ was planted as a seed for us? <laughs> Glory to God. So what does that mean? That any seed we are going to sow must be sown on the basis of the fact that a seed was already sown on our behalf. And that's Jesus Christ. The work of redemption was done. Anybody who attempts to sow a seed outside of the consciousness that a seed was already sown, such that the person is just focusing on his own seed and making his own seed the primary consideration for him to get a harvest might actually not be getting it right because your focus should be on the fact that that jesus christ was 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 sown into the earth so that we can reap the glory that is to come bible says that christ in us the hope of glory <laughs> glory to his name glory to god you know Christ Jesus has already qualified us for the harvest. <laughs> Glory to his name. He qualified us for the harvest. Colossians 1 verse 12 makes us know that he has made us meet. He has made us qualified to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. <laughs> he made us meet. 
he qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the same. You know, that Greek word for inheritance is the word kleros. And that word means an acquisition, a patrimony. It means heritage. It means an inheritance. It means a portion as if so secured. Glory to God. You see, the inheritance of the saints, I want to announce to you in case you don't know, is the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Glory to God. The inheritance of the saints is the Holy Ghost. Only saints can partake of the Holy Ghost. Only saints have the Holy Ghost. That's why you should never, ever envy an unbeliever that appears to have something that you don't have. Because he doesn't have what you have. He doesn't have the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is the inheritance of the saints. That precious inheritance, that what the Bible calls that promise. Glory to God. It calls him the promise. Bible says in Galatians chapter 3 and verses 13 and 14, it says, Christ has redeemed us from the cost of the Lord. He made a cost for us. For cost is he that hanged on the tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles and we might receive the promise of the Spirit. Glory to God. We are partakers of the blessing of Abraham. And guess what? New Testamentally, the blessing of Abraham is the promise of the spirit <laughs> Woo! glory to god the blessing of abraham is the promise of the spirit ephesians chapter 1 and verse 13 says that we have been sealed with the holy spirit of promise wow sealed with the holy spirit of promise what is that promise the promise is a divine announcement of a divine assurance of good sealed by the holy ghost stamped by him approved by him glory to god the holy ghost is that promise the promise is the holy ghost that divine assurance of good sealed by by god by the presence of the holy ghost in our life the very idea of the outpour of the holy spirit into our hearts or into our lives is synonymous with abundance and it is synonymous with the celebration of harvest glory to god whether it's a harvest of souls or a harvest of the miraculous, or a harvest of miracles, or a harvest of blessings, harvest of babies, harvest of financial breakthroughs, harvest of anything that looks plenty or fruitful. Glory to God. I'm going to round up by just giving you an insight into what the Holy Ghost is meant to produce in abundant proportions in your life. Glory to God. By giving you an insight into what that blessing of Abraham was supposed to be. And I'm going to read that by reading to you Genesis chapter 17. Glory to God. I'm going to round up with this. Genesis chapter 17. I want to show you what that blessing of Abraham is. Genesis chapter 17. I'm going to read it from verse 1 to 8. It says, And when Abraham was 90 years old and 90, 99 years, he said, The Lord appeared unto Abraham and said unto him, I am the Almighty God. Walk before me and be thou perfect. He says, I will make my covenant between me and thee, and I will multiply thee exceedingly. And Abraham fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with thee, and thou shalt be a father of many nations. Neither shall thy name any more be called Abraham, but thy name shall be Abraham. For a father of many nations have I made thee, and I will make thee exceedingly fruitful. I will make thee nations of thee and kings shall come out of thee and i will establish my covenant between me and thee and the seed after thee in their generations for an everlasting covenant 
to be a God unto thee and and to to thy seed after thee and I will give thee unto thee and to thy seed after thee the land wherein thou art a stranger all the land of the Canaan for an everlasting possession I will be their God God was saying in essence that he was going to multiply us exceedingly God was saying we're going to be fathers of many nations that talks about the harvest of souls God was saying we're going to be exceedingly fruitful that talks about biological fruitfulness it talks about mental fruitfulness it talks about creativity glory to God he says nations he says we're going to it talks about us you know nations coming out of our kings coming out of us that talks about influence oh folks get ready to be influential that we're going to be influential not only are we going to be influential but we're, we're going to have affluence but we're going to be influential he says that it will, it will cause these blessings to to be in generations upon generations that talks about generational blessings that the generations that come after us are going to be manifesting this blessing and he says that wherever you are you are that you are a stranger in that land says he will give you the blessing of that land and will prosper in that land that talks about terrestrial presence that talks about dominion and guess what the way we partake of it is to go the joy way the way we partake of it is to understand the indwelling presence of the Holy Ghost that has come to empower us and to rejoice and to rejoice and to rejoice and to rejoice and to actively partake in the harvest. Folks, we are in a heightened season of harvesting. <laughs> Glory to God. I'm excited about the outpour. I'm excited about the outpour because in this season, there's going to be a harvest of miracles. There's going to be a harvest of of, of physical blessings there's going to be a harvest of spiritual blessings there's going to be a harvest of souls get ready for the harvest for the harvest is here the harvest has always been here since the day the holy ghost came that was the day when we were meant to enjoy perpetual harvests and sometimes it comes to re-emphasize that fact to us and strengthen that consciousness in us like a season like this where we are preparing for the outpour get ready for the harvest for the harvest is here Father, I thank you, for we will walk in the light of that which you have said to us, and we'll experience the overflow and the harvest in this season. I, I believe that you've been blessed by, by those words. Just put it to heart. Think about them. Ruminate over them. It is with joy that we draw from the wells of salvation. Go ahead and have a fantastic day. Bye-bye, everybody.